0: Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast, We're your hosts, Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Kanata. If you're looking for ways to bring rigor and engagement to your middle school ELA classroom without sacrificing your nights and weekends, then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to provide you with your weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can actually enjoy teaching again. We'll help you bring the fun and creativity to your ELA lessons, so that your students master the standards and you can leave school when the bell rings. Get ready to be that teacher you've always wanted to be, to do great work and thrive. All right, well, I am super excited to welcome my good friend, Kara, who actually used to work for us, for EV Academics, to talk to us today about simple health hacks for teachers that actually stick. Kara, welcome. I'm so excited to talk about this topic. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I love this topic. It's something that you are just incredibly passionate about and you always have been. Um, But then I think you kind of made the decision when, like a year ago to really go like all in with, you know, why health coaching? Don't you have you're getting a degree as well? Yeah. Yes. So proud of you. I just think it's so exciting.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I'm really excited. I um Yeah, my name is Kara Rubino, and um, I live in Connecticut with my husband and dog. I am a sixth grade reading intervention teacher, actually. So I love middle grade books. I love talking about them. But honestly, like you said, if I'm being honest, before I fell in love with teaching reading, I've been obsessed with health, nutrition, um, and kind of the science of habit formation. Mm -hmm. This has always fascinated me. Um, and it really began when I was in high school, my mom was diagnosed with late stage cancer and it was just this really scary time. We weren't sure if she was going to make it. Um, she did thank God. But, um, I think that was just a time when things felt super out of control for me. So I kind of dove into nutrition and health stuff because that felt like, like, eating better was something I felt like I could control. Mm -hmm. And so I really went all in on that. Um, you know, my family, we cooked a lot at home. Shout out to my dad who's the best, but, um, (laughs) we shopped the Costco snacks. We weren't buying organic. I ate my weight in pizza bagels and, um, no judgment. I did the same thing. I love those (laughs) bagel bites. (laughs) No judgment, but it just, you know, there was a lot of room for improvement, so Mm -hmm. delicious, but room for improvement. So, um, that kind of led me down this path. And then, um, actually kind of researched after college because I myself became really sick. And so it became even more of a personal pursuit for me. And I have read probably a hundred books on the topic. So many PubMed articles, I really stay up to date on the latest science in terms of nutrition and, um, health. And I just became so inspired I think I thought for a really long time that health was random. I think I felt like it was really something completely out of our control. And what I've learned over the years is that for the most part, that's not true. We actually have a ton of control over our health and our future health. Um, even when it can feel like there's so much scary stuff going on, there is so much that we can do personally to just uplevel our health every day. So that kind of brings me to now, like it's been like 15 years since I, first became interested in this and um my friends and family were finally like okay Carrie you need to do something about this passion cuz you're annoying us <laughs> so <laughs> go talk about it with someone else um so yeah i'm actually graduating this week from Oh the- congratulations Thanks. Yeah, it's New York State's Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I highly recommend the program, and it's just—it's uh, been an awesome experience, and I have loved working with clients, doing the whole thing. So, yes, certified health coach now. Um, I'm really happy about it.
0: That's wonderful. And you know, it's so interesting what you just said—that taking charge of your health made you—it was like something you felt like you could control. And I wonder, and that kind of triggered me, and I, I'm betting it did for some other people too who are listening. Where I feel like I can't. I don't have control over my, like I have a really hard time being disciplined in my eating habits. You know, like I love to kind of, I like my bread. I like cheese. I like wine. And for me, it feels like it's something I don't have control over, at least my food habits, whereas my workout habits, I feel very much in control of that. So I'm really interested to kind of see what you have to say in terms of like building these like micro habits that can impact and help us actually feel like we are in control of the things that we're doing and the way that we're, you know, keeping our bodies healthy.
1: Yes. And there is so much you can do and it can be small. I think that's the really good news that there are so many small things you can do and becoming healthier doesn't mean giving up everything you love. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't. Um, there's, there's a lot of tiny change that can have massive impact.
0: Yeah. And I know as teachers, I mean, this was a struggle for me and you do such a great job. I love, you know, if you don't follow Kara on Instagram, she's at kara.c.rubino and she posts, I'm friends with you on Facebook. So i see it on Facebook, just all of your beautiful dishes and meals that you make. And I'm like, God, that looks so good, but you know, I don't have time right now. And even as a teacher, I feel like I had even less time Sometimes, you know, especially at the end of the day, and then going to pick up will, it's like, I just got to order out. I'm just going to eat a frozen pizza, you know? And so I'm super, super curious to see some of like the simple ways that we can affect like healthy changes into our lives as teachers.
1: Well, Caitlin, you're going to love this because (laughs) (laughs) I have a very Caitlin conversation, a very Evie academics conversation coming up for you because um, (laughs) I was really, I was sitting down and thinking about like, how do we make this whole health thing work as teachers, because it's been a process for me too. I, you know, I work full time. I commute two hours a day. It's, um, I do not feel like cooking every time I get home. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I have a lot of suggestions for ways to slowly, but surely, like I said, up level certain areas of your life and your diet possibly to make these huge, tremendous outcomes. Because the reality is that, um, you know, if we look at some CDC data, like six in 10 us adults have a chronic disease four in 10 have more than one. Okay. Nearly one in two adults has high blood, uh, high blood pressure and heart disease is the leading cause of death in this country. There are, um, we have a really high rate of diabetes and pre-diabetes, So many people who have pre-diabetes, I think it's like 80% don't even know they have it. Mm -hmm. And these are all chronic lifestyle diseases that can be modified through simple changes um, that we can start making right now. Okay. So the first thing that I think everyone can jump into is changing their breakfast. This is my favorite thing to do with clients first, because I really believe like we need to fuel for our jobs. And I say this all the time online, in person, change your breakfast, change your life. Um, If you follow me at all, you know that I'm obsessed with blood sugar balance. I'm, you know, without getting too sciencey, I really um, am so passionate about helping people keep their mood and their hunger stable throughout the day by eating enough protein, fat and fiber at their meals. It really prevents like Hanger, that post-meal jittery feeling, those cravings for constant snacks. Um, and what's cool is that the science is super clear on the fact that when you eat a balanced breakfast in the morning, you are not only setting yourself up for stable, more stable blood sugar all day, but you also end up like craving less and actually consuming fewer calories across the entire span of the day, just based on the type of breakfast you choose.
0: Okay, so So that's fascinating. So I'm super curious to hear what you have to say because I, every day, I eat the same thing. I'll eat a piece of sourdough toast, which I'm sure you're going to get mad at me for because of all of the complex sugars in that, right? Complex (laughs) carbohydrates or whatever. And I eat a fried egg. (laughs) And generally I'll have a glass of apple juice, but recently I've just started drinking water instead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's so interesting. You're talking about getting hangry. And that's what happens to me is all of a sudden I get like sweaty. Like it's like my, I think my blood sugar drops. Like I get sweaty. I get super hungry. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I feel like I'm going to pass out if I don't have something to eat like immediately. And so I'm very interested to see what kind of breakfast you're going to tell me I need to have. It can't Mm -hmm. have anything with nuts in it though.
1: Okay. No nuts. So this is, that is reactive hyperglycemia. And I will tell you that I was the girl who was eating a bagel every morning and I lived that life. Um, and I just thought like, that's just my body. I just, I get like this, I get shaky. I get really, really hungry. Um, and then I end up like shoving my face doesn't need to be that way. Um, fortunately. And so what, um, what I'm going to recommend for everyone is to, fill up on a breakfast that is really high in protein, fat, and fiber. And so here are some simple suggestions. I love a smoothie with, um, a scoop of protein powder. I like to go for 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. So I'll do a nice scoop of, um, chocolate or vanilla. I actually have a great brand we could recommend in the show notes. Um, it's a really simple, clean protein then I like to do, so I'll do like a cup of almond milk or water. I will throw in some veggies because I don't even taste them with the protein powder. So I'll (laughs) do some like spinach or something. Like Just get those veggies Um, in there. (laughs) Yes. Why not? Right. Then I'll do some fiber. So like some chia seeds or some flax seeds, um, or some avocado to make it really creamy. And then, you know, throw maybe some berries of your choice. We don't want to go like mango, banana, crazy because that they actually have a ton of sugar and the same sort of spike. But if we lean into more of the berries and we keep it to somewhere around like a half cup or less, we're in really good spot. And if you have a nice protein powder, you don't need like the ton of flavor from the fruit I find. Um so that's a really balanced smoothie that I'd highly recommend. I also, I mean eggs are like the best thing you can have for breakfast. Eggs are so nutritious. Um, the choline, the fat, the the protein in them is awesome. So I like to do three eggs. I love, um, a brand called Belinsky makes really nice sausages. Yeah. Um, are avocado. they
0: plant-based sausages or real sausages? No, they're
1: real sausages. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very much into, because the, the plant-based meats can have some funky ingredients, but um, no, these sausages are really clean. They have like an apple one. They have regular, they have some spicy Italian. My husband loves. So we'll do some eggs in the morning with some avocado, some sausage. Okay, and, I
0: can do that 100%. That sounds delicious to me.
1: That is just... I mean, try it out, Caitlin, you tell me how you feel three, four hours after, uh, I think so many times we're under eating and, um, and I will just say quick note about the whole blood sugar piece is that liquid sugar is the absolute worst thing you can do to, um, for your blood sugar, because there's no protein, fat or fiber to kind of blunt that tremendous spike that Mm -hmm. happens, um, in our, in our blood glucose. So you're telling me
0: my red bull. I should not have ever period for the rest of my life. It's over. Someone needs to come and remove them from my cabinets. that <laughs> one needs to happen.
1: <laughs> I am not here to take anything away. I'm just here to inform <laughs> you do what you want with that information. Um, <laughs> it's it's not ideal. And it, it's, it's really fascinating when you learn how simple tweaks, like switching to possibly a, a different energy drink, like a buy or something brand. I, I don't know. It's, it, it has a totally different reaction, mm-hmm. um, in your body and in your biology. And what about coffee in the morning? So I think coffee is great. I think coffee has a ton of health benefits. I personally do decaf cause I run a little anxious in the morning. Um, that was a discovery I made like a year ago, probably the pandemic. Honestly. <laughs> um, but, uh, that's worked well for me, but coffee is great. I think for anyone who does sort of get a little jittery or whatever with it, um, having it with a meal is always a better idea. And <clears throat> Coffee on an empty stomach can make you hungrier, but that's not a problem for everyone. So you just have to fill yourself
0: Okay. Good to know. Cool. All right. So I have a new breakfast plan and that seems easy and approachable to me. Are are you going to talk about like a habit perhaps that I can do that like in the morning, you know, and I'm trying to get out of the house by 630 and I've got Will and I've got just all the dogs and all those stuff going, like, how do I make sure that I do in fact Set aside time for this most important meal of the day where I change my breakfast and then change my life.
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, locking in that one third of the day is such a good feeling. I think it's like making your bed. It's just, it gives you this, like, yes, check, I did it. Um, and so, I mean, you know, when something's important, You know, this, Mm -hmm. you make it happen. And what you first need to do is make sure you have the ingredient, you have your eggs, you have your maybe spinach or avocado, you have that ready to go. Um, Go super simple. I mean, frying an egg. I mean, super so easy. Quick. Yeah. You, you already have an avocado toast. Yeah. You're already doing your toast. I mean, most of us are making breakfast. I'll be honest. Most weekdays I'm making a smoothie because I actually have to leave really early in the morning
0: and I drink my smoothie in the car because I'm mm-hmm. not trying to wake up at four um, 30. And the smoothie fills you up all the way until whenever you're going to have your snack. Cause does. I found that when I was drinking, and maybe it's just cause I didn't put protein powder in it. When I was drinking smoothies, I would be hungry within like an hour or two
1: protein is the most satiating and filling macronutrient. So if you're not eating protein with every meal, you are not going to be full for more than an hour or two. Um, what if I'm a vegetarian? There are, I would recommend, there are a lot of pea pea based proteins. There's also mm-hmm. based proteins. Um, the brand that I recommend for that I will recommend in the show notes, um, is a is not a vegetarian protein, but they are coming out with a vegan vegetarian protein actually in the next month. So look out for that because it's the cleanest of its kind, but until then any kind of pea-based protein is totally fine.
0: Okay. Perfect. Cool. Um, Yeah. All right. So we got breakfast. What's the next kind of thing we need to address or change our mind around or do differently?
1: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I think dinner is typically a tough, a tough one for most people, because like I said, we're not always in the mood to cook, but, you know, I was thinking about it and I was thinking about the EB way. And I thought to myself, you know, this is really about batch planning. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: At the I, end of the day. I know. It's it all, all batching comes
1: down to <laughs> batching. And, you know, not in the sense of like, let's spend 10 hours in the kitchen on Sunday, because that's not practical. And no one wants their weekend to be sucked away by you know, cooking. Okay. Mm-hmm. We don't all love to cook. So, There are a few things I think you can do to really set yourself up for success in this area. And just like with lesson planning, I mean, let's be honest, flying by the seat of your pants is not an effective strategy long-term. It happens to us all, like, you know, it happens to us all every once in a while, but it's not what we want our go-to strategy to be Mm -hmm. or really anything in life. So I think it is worth it to pull back for a minute and really survey your situation, just like you would with lesson planning, kind of you know, as you would map out your units, step back and say like, okay, first, what do we like to eat? And I encourage everyone to take some time, make a Google doc. You can make this as simple or as complex as you want, but just list out the food, like the recipes you like to eat. It might be seasonal, maybe not, but, um, just type out like at least 10 meals that you and your family enjoy if you want to go crazy and add all the ingredients to all of those so that it's easy for shopping more power to you but just having a little menu of sorts is super helpful because i think like we get panicked like oh my husband mm-hmm. make for dinner i mean that that yep. question my husband asked me i'm like
0: i don't know <laughs> you know it's the is worst like, question ever yeah. the question that will end all marriages and partnerships <laughs> what's for dinner exactly. what do you want <laughs>
1: like, like, what do you want what do you want so um make a menu. I really suggest that. And then almost like as you would with, with batch planning your lessons, I suggest plugging in certain things. So first of all, I will just say, I love to automate as much of my health as I can. And so I automate my meats, because I am a mediator. we get our protein, um, mailed to us every month through a subscription company called butcher box. They have mm-hmm. a really high quality protein that is like grass fed and finished pasture raised. And it's just the kind of meat you want to be consuming. So, um, and it's, it's humane. So I get a box of frozen meat from them every month. And that's always in my freezer. So there's not like a lot of decision-making there. It's kind of like, what are we pulling out? Mm-hmm. Um, I also use Thrive Market, mm-hmm. which is basically like a Costco. I'm I'm sure so many people are aware of that, but it's, it's like a Costco for healthy foods. I, we buy all of our pantry staples on Thrive and there is an annual membership, but it is free for teachers. Just oh my so. gosh. That's great. I didn't know that. Yes. Educators. Awesome. I think nurses. Yeah. It's, um, oh, I love that veterans. Yeah. It's really, really great. So they, uh, have really affordable prices and we get an auto ship box. So every four weeks, and we have some that come every two weeks, but I mean, I'm getting everything from there. My dishwasher stuff to my olive oil to, um, my sauces and dips mm-hmm. and mayos, like all that shelf stable stuff I'm getting from thrive. So I love to automate my health in that sense that like, we're never out of those things that we use a lot. Like the tomato sauce, the tomato paste. Sure.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna throw something in with that too. We use imperfect foods. Have you heard of them before? And we get all all of our produce from them. So they'll deliver our, you know, potatoes, our apples, our avocados. I we never don't have avocados in our house. You know, like I just always have avocado or onions, like all of the sepals that I cook with, if I'm gonna cook like a risotto or whatever, like I need my yellow onion, I need garlic, I need all of those types of things that just come every single Wednesday to our house. It's fantastic. It's such a great price too. And I love it because it's foods that are like not worthy of going on the shelf at the grocery store that would otherwise get thrown away. So it's mm-hmm. like, in that sense, you're being earth conscious too, you know?
1: Yes, we have, um, I don't know if it's different in like the Northeast versus where you are, but we have a misfit market too, for people in my area, same thing. And we do that as well. It's like, we barely buy anything at the grocery store uh-huh. anymore. Same. And- so many people have gone that way anyway with like ordering delivery, but these services are so elevated. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm pretty sure Thrive Market is a B Corp. Butcher Box, like, I just love you know humanely raised animals. Like, it's just the most ethical way I think to do that. And then, like you said, earth friendly produce.
0: Mm-hmm. You're not shipping
1: it. from like a million miles away. Just love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so really cool. Okay. So automating some of those things, because you need the stuff around, if your fridge is always empty or your pantry is always empty, you're not going to be wanting to cook, um, to cook, especially when you get home at night and it's six o'clock. Right. Yeah. So then, um, I think what's, a good idea is like to batch maybe one or two things over the weekend. So for example, I it's winter right now, it's freezing here. So we'll make (laughs) um, a soup like on the weekend. So I pretty much bring that for a lunch, like every, every day. Um, And I'm okay with doing something like that. I don't know. Everyone's different, but I'll make a big batch of soup. We'll have that for the week. And then And it's quick. Like the soups are so quick. Soups are so so easy. Yeah. So easy. Then I'll also do, um, we'll do like a batch of chicken meatballs. I have an Mm -hmm. awesome
0: recipe. I should also give that to you. Will you share that with us? Cause I want Mm -hmm. to make that myself. (laughs) They're delicious.
1: And what I love about them is we'll keep them in the fridge. They're good for snacks. Meatballs are excellent snacks. They're good for, salads they're good for like grain bowls or um you know rice bowls they're good with pasta like mm-hmm. you can do so much with them that's sort of we like to have a versatile thing because you're not gonna have a picture perfect meal every night so having something like meatballs pre-cooked ready for you golden
0: yeah great idea I um, love that
1: and also soup recipe I highly recommend is I, this has been a hit with every single person I've recommended it to. It's called lemony white bean soup with Turkey and greens. It's New York times recipe. Okay, Um, We can also put that in the show notes. So awesome. Um, Yeah. So really love, I mean, we're not making every meal for the week, but if we can batch one or two things on the weekend. That will set you up for so much success,
0: well, yeah, uh, because you're intentional, right? Just like we talk about when you're batch planning, like why are we doing what we're doing? It's like okay, why am I why are we eating what we're eating? right? How can I be intentional uh, t- intentional about this? Um and that makes so, so much sense, you know, because four thirty'll roll around here. I mean, we eat dinner at like five fifteen because we're you know do we have a four four and a half year old, so we eat dinner very early. <laughs> um, and I' like, I'll say, Bob, let's just order something. You know, and it's just so easy to just order something out, especially now with, every, with after COVID. You know, all of our local restaurants are so quick to do takeout. Mm-hmm. It's the easiest thing ever, and I just feel like, oh well, I'm not going to go to the grocery store and buy a piece of halibut and then come home and cook it. It's already 4:30. Um, so having this, I feel like, already prepped in my mind that this is my plan for at least part of the week would be a huge stress reliever lifted off of my my shoulders. That's super simple. Yes. And
1: like, I want everyone to keep in mind. I think if you are someone ordering out five times a week, do not set a goal for yourself to not order out, set a goal for yourself to order out three to four times a week instead of four to five. Like uh-huh. if this happens incrementally, it's building a muscle truly of, um, meal prepping and cooking. It is a muscle because at first it sucks. If you don't love cooking, it's, I mean, it's not what you're in the mood for on a Wednesday night. It's can we stop not. calling
0: it meal prepping too? Cause I hear that. And I just, I know, I just, I'm like, oh, I, can you know. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do that. <laughs> you're right. You're right. We need to come <laughs> up with a different name. Like, we need to come up with batch meal planning or something. Uh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: Um, okay. So here's another suggestion and, and this is even more batchy, but hear me out. So something that I used to be intimidated by, but that I like doing now, I will get um, a large cut of meat. So like butcher box, they'll send a six pound pork shoulder. (laughs) And I apologize if people don't like meat, but if you throw that in the slow cooker with like three other ingredients, like onions and lime and honey, you can just slow cook it and make the most delicious carnitas. Mm. Which can go on so many different dishes, and this meal freezes so incredibly, and it's six pounds of meat, so you're not eating it all in one sitting. If you put it like we put it in just little stasher silicone bags, which I just love. Um, if you're not using those, oh, we have. Yeah. They're
0: ours are green. Are yours yeah. green too? Yeah, I have. The same yeah, they're different colors. Yeah, they're so. Yeah, we don't have plastic bags so anymore awesome. in our household. Yeah. Everything's compostable or reusable. <laughs> Love it. Very Northern California. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? That's the way, but here too. so. Um,
1: So, we'll throw those in our freezer. I put them in like single serving little pouches basically in the freezer, and you put them on the pan. They cook up so quick. They crisp up when you put them on the pan. They're delicious. And having that in the freezer that thaws in two seconds and we can just pop on the stove is such a help. I mean, we can just throw it on top of some lettuce or some rice or whatever and mm-hmm. some salsa and we're good to go. Yeah. That's the kind of thing you need for yourself. If you can get to a point where you can build up a big batch of meatballs in the freezer, some carnitas in the freezer. Um even if you're someone who's like into enchiladas or a casserole, it's oh, it's just huge soups. Try if you ever feel motivated. That's something you can do in like a spurt that you feel motivated that will serve you. For a long time, yeah. That's planning live or something. Um, No, I
0: love that idea, and that sounds delicious. Actually, as you're saying it, I'm like, I'm thinking about okay, what can I realistically implement in my life too? You know, because I'm not, I can't can't go to the store all the time, so that's why I end up ordering eating out, and I just, I don't want to because also it's hard to know exactly what you're eating because you don't know all of the ingredients that you're getting from the restaurant. Um, Even if it's like, you know, sourced locally and great ingredients, you're still perhaps eating more calories than you think that you are because you don't know everything that's in it. So I just, I think these are great little things that I'm thinking about, like, okay, I could actually, I could actually do that.
1: Yeah. It's It's encouraging. (laughs) And another thing I think um, that is really helpful is make one meal a week the same every week. So maybe you're always a taco Tuesday family. Maybe you're always a pizza on Friday night or spaghetti and meatballs or whatever um, dish that your whole family can get on board with. Just take that off your brain. Mm-hmm. Everyone is prepared for it. They know it's happening. It's easy for you. And um, I think it just like, just takes a level yeah. of stress and preparation. It's kind of like plugging in on your calendar. hmm your bell ringers
0: that you're going to do or every Friday you do vocab tests or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yes. And so, and if you are doing that, I have a couple of recommendations. I always love specific recommendations. So I'll just throw a few out there. If you want to like elevate these choices, if you like pizza, I love this brand, um, Capella's, they have a, you can buy just a crust or you can buy, you know, they have like a Buffalo chicken or pepperoni or whatever frozen pizzas. They're awesome. But you could do like a make your own pizza night with, with Will or, um, if you like tacos, this brand Siete makes awesome yes. hard shell and soft shell, mm-hmm. uh, tortillas that are delicious and their chips are great. The ingredients are just a level up from what you're going to get. That's like, you know, fried corn oil or whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, wait, so that pizza company you just recommended that is, if I'm going to have pizza, like that is yeah, one of the like, better ones with better ingredients. Absolutely. If you want to have a pizza night on Fridays,
1: I think it's a really, really clean brand and it's definitely going to be cheaper than ordering out from a pizza place.
0: Can I ask, that's what I was just going to say, because I want to ask you a question that I know comes up a lot, or that's maybe, I I don't know what the reality is because I haven't done this research and maybe, maybe you don't, but maybe you do. So I'm going to put you on the spot. (laughs) Is you know, I think there, I think a lot of people think that, well, organic, healthier food is more expensive than if I just go to get the fast food or just, you know what I mean? Like what are you, what do you say to that?
1: Yeah. So I think, um, there is nothing that you can buy in the grocery store. uh, Almost nothing. I can't imagine that would be more expensive than ordering out unless you are going to McDonald's and you know, that's a very different thing, but I don't think most of us are doing McDonald's for financial reasons, um, all the time. So, Oh, shopping for yourself at the grocery store is always going to be cheaper, even if you're buying the highest quality of it. Like I always say like the best fast food you can buy is pre-chopped garlic or something or onions, you I mean? like that. It's like, you're like, oh, I don't want to spend the extra money on this. And I'm like, but you just spent $20 on a pasta dish that probably costs 30 cents to make. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we, I mean, and sometimes the convenience is worth it, but no, sh- I will say organic processed foods are where you can get, like it can get pricey. If you're if you're shopping the perimeter of the grocery store, so the produce, the meats, the eggs, that kind of stuff, you're not going to run into huge price differentials. But if you get into the middle aisles and you're buying some of these fancy schmancy cookies or whatever, then
0: sure. Yeah, then exotic. that is going to be more expensive, but that's not what we should be spending our money on. Anyways, no, when we're at the grocery okay. store. Yeah. Um, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. That's helpful. Because I think a lot of people that I've talked to at least about this, like, well, it's just, it's, it's so much cheaper just to, to not eat organic. You know, it costs me too much money and I don't know what the answer is. So
1: I don't see, there's really, you know, actually the demand for organic produce has and foods has fortunately brought prices way down. It Mm -hmm. used to be more prohibitively expensive. Now it's not. And if you are someone who is really trying to be conscious of spending. I think the looking up the list of like the clean 15 and the dirty dozen is really good, but basically anything with like a thick, um, peel like an avocado or a melon or a banana, like those Mm -hmm. are things that you can get away with not doing organic, but apples, berries, your greens, it'd be great if you could do those. organic.
0: Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. That's helpful. Um, Thank you.
1: Another, of course, another really good fast food that is underrated is a rotisserie chicken.
0: Yes, Uh, I buy it all the time. Anything
1: best. Yes, I mean, I think sometimes we just don't think of these things, but shredding it with some pesto and some lentil pasta, or um, you know, throwing it in a salad or a stir fry, whatever. You I made taco with
0: casserole that. with it last weekend. I make um, like a, I just put man- mayonnaise, but I guess you could oh. avocado mayo, but mayonnaise in it, and just eat it with red onion, like for lunch, and it's delicious. And you can use it for so many different things. I love rotisserie chickens.
1: Yes, and every time you're making these little meals for yourself be thinking in the back of your mind, okay, protein, fat, fiber, protein, fat, fiber. And that is going to keep you so full, so calm, craving less. Um, it's just a win, win, win.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with that.
1: Yeah, do it. (laughs) And, um, one other thing I would say is, uh, one other strategy is kind of like, I call it like a light prep. I think if you, there are some things you do where if you just do them up front, they save you so much time in the long run. And so this light prep is something I do when you come home from the grocery store, make things really simple for yourself by giving yourself a little time to like, for example, I'll get a big head of kale or something. Um, what I do is I immediately throw it on my salad spinner, rinse it off, spin it, and I'll give it a rough chop. And I just leave it in the salad spinner, toss it in the fridge. It's ready to pop in a soup, a saute, a salad, whatever. Chop the carrots or the celery or, um, the peppers up and put them in a container because let's face it, what you put in the back bottom drawer of your fridge to wilt and become soggy is not what you're going to eat. It's no. not what you're going <laughs> to eat at that time. But when you put it out in a beautiful clear glass container, chopped up, ready to go in your fridge with some primal kitchen ranch dressing, that can also be a dip. You're so much more likely to eat it. That is um, so true. <laughs> and so are your kids. Maybe like um, do, you know, hard boil five eggs every Sunday takes, 15 minutes and you have a snack every single day, um, for work or, um, do like basic roasting, like just throw some chicken breasts, some cauliflower, some Mm -hmm. Brussels sprouts, and some cubed sweet potato, throw it in the oven for 25 minutes, 30 minutes. And you can keep all of that in your fridge for bowls, salads, pastas, whatever.
0: Um, that's a little bit of light prep that can also work for people. That isn't, like massive meal prepping where my whole fridge is organized, like crazy. Can't do that. No is approachable. Favorite.
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I kind of threw a lot out there, but I'm hoping that something sticks because even if you're, even if you're upgrading just your breakfast, that's one third of your day, you're changing, you're changing one third of your life. Like that's huge Yeah. over time. I think when I see clients blood work, I mean, I'm serious. All we've done is change our breakfast. I mean, I see triglycerides coming down. I see cholesterol improving. I see blood pressure improving. I see blood fasting blood sugar way lower. Like it's super exciting what can happen in just one meal a day. And then if you add on to that, one dinner a week. I mean, yeah, it's all huge. It's a big I difference. You underestimate it, but over time, I mean, how many weeks are in a year? That's fifty-two meals you weren't gonna you weren't gonna eat at home. You might have had a pizza or a burrito. Now you're having something a little better. Yeah. Um it doesn't need to be huge, but there I think like anything good in life it takes a little bit of intentional planning, but it doesn't have to be a ton. And I'm just really excited because I think this can change people's lives.
0: I love it. I mean, you're so passionate about it. I feel like I just got a personal coaching session. So let me know how much I owe you after we get off of the episode. (laughs) Um, But I really am like tomorrow I'm going to start with my breakfast. That's so simple to me. Like I can do that. That's not a big deal. And my husband's going to be stoked about it my son's still going to want his pancakes, but he's four and a half, you know, maybe we'll move him over to this side eventually, but who doesn't love avocado and eggs and, and right. sausages? Like yes. I'm plenty happy with that. Exactly. Have <laughs> your
1: bacon. It's, it's okay. It's delicious. And it's nourishing.
0: Wait, so I can have my bacon. Is that what you just said? Yeah, girl. Love it. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. You need, to, I need to record you. what I just did. I'm going to share it with Bob. <laughs> Um, so if people are interested in learning more from you, if they're like, okay, wait, I want to know more about this. Like, I know you have an Instagram it's cara.c.rubino, but I think you have a website too. Can we go to, to learn more information also?
1: Yes, please. It's cara.c.rubino.com and, um, I share blog posts. You can get in touch with me if you want to do coaching. I love to personalize tips and strategies to individuals because we all have different lives Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah please check it out I give so much education in my blog um, and on my Instagram and I am just always babbling about this stuff all the time so if you need motivation if you need to see a spot of green on your feed instead of like a piece of candy uh, (laughs) follow me (laughs) I'll do that do that veggie for you
0: Thank you so much, Kara. I so appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge with us and your excitement for it. Like I'm ready to go. I hope that our listeners are too and just feel, you know, some sort of motivation that that, that it's possible that they can do this and it is something that can make a difference in their lives. So thank you so much for joining me.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.